0: Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Maximoja, here today to host episode 146, wherever you're listening. However you're listening, thanks for making this part of your podcast experience. I am your host, and I have two other Infinity Bros today uh, with the beautiful Infinity Bros hat with the gauntlet thumbs up. It's Infinity Bro, Robbie. Robbie, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Uh, Really uh, just excited to do another pod with the bros.
0: And the man behind our social media and the person who has really seen our Twitter reach excellent heights, we're hoping we actually have some new listeners here today because of it. It's Isaac Edland. Isaac, how are you? I'm doing great. Nowhere to go but up, you know. <laughs> Literally. On this podcast, <laughs> we cannot go any lower than we've been. A <laughs> couple housekeeping items. Isaac, you had a child.
2: I did, yep. <clears throat> uh, turning two weeks tomorrow, so... Wow, It's been a whirlwind of a holiday season. Just wrapped up my um, in-laws' family Christmas this past weekend. So yeah, they all got to come and see the Bebe. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. I am on paternity leave for another couple of weeks, which is amazing. So yeah, excited to actually being on it. This is the first time I've been on a pod, I feel like, for like a month.
0: So excited to podcast with you guys for sure. Well, we're we're glad you're here, and we're very excited for you and your wife. Congratulations! Thank
1: you. Thank you. What's impressive about having a having a kid? I've had like twelve hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast.
0: <laughs> I would say that's more impressive. In one sitting, or just like in, over the course of a year?
2: <laughs> over the course of the last week. Zane's built like sixteen Gundams before, so like, yeah. What's what's so crazy about having kids?
1: Zane has seventy four Platinums, Like. You have three kids. He has 74 platinum. Who's the real? Still not as many as Lucas. Which one? Which one took more time?
0: If this is your first time listening to us, we want to let you know that we are a podcast of six separate hosts, friends that uh, share this platform as well as our Twitch, our Discord, and several other areas. You can check the show notes in the link on the bottom, or if you're watching on YouTube, just click the "See More Information" tab. You will. Get that information. Also, you can leave us a review at iTunes Reviews. It takes no time at all. It is not like our rating system in the slightest, but we still love to receive them. And over Christmas break, guys, we received another iTunes review. (gasps) Received another iTunes review? The title of this says, My Uncle. (laughs) I'm leaning in. Here we go. Can't wait. They say, My Uncle is Jarrett. And personally... I think that they do a very good job at making this podcast. Leah or Leah, L E A H. Robbie, is it Leah or Leah?
1: That's Leah.
0: If it's Leia, people are gonna be upset. Definitely Leah. We sure? Like you're putting the house on Leah.
2: Leah. <laughs> Just throw a whole lo- another option in there.
0: Might might as well. Uh Isaac. Well, I'm a, a, a very, Leah Leah. I'm a very phonic reader, and I would say Leah. Yeah, I'm thinking Leah too, but I don't want to mispronounce names. So thank you for the review. Uh, it's a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It comes with several emojis. Um, three kissy face heart emojis.
1: Can you make those emojis for the YouTube channel?
0: Yes, you bet. Hold on. Here we go. Ready? I need ready. a microphone there. <laughs> Good. Okay, okay. That's three okay. of those. Okay. And then you've right. got three hearts You know, with a smile. This is the hearts with a smile. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. That's that.
1: I could see this I could see the heart. I could yeah. see it. Yeah.
0: Yep, you saw the hearts. And then and if you're podcasting, there's nothing better than being told see and then nothing happens. <laughs> They'd always check out the YouTube. You've got a crown, you've got the rock on emoji, you've got the two hands forming a heart emoji, and then you have the silly face with the tongue out emoji. So it's like this. Yeah, again, great podcast. Is it just one eye or is it both? One eye. Yep, it's the one. Yep, it's the one with the yeah. wink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There so, you. perfect. Rich history on our podcast. I like to rate these. I'm going to give this a five out of six. Really great review, really strong review. You're referencing a great infinity, bro. But here's my problem it's the people don't get this. Where is the reference to belittling Zane? Right. True. When True. will these people learn? Right. There's six of us, and one of us must be torn down. His name's Zane.
1: You'll never see him. He's in, in does he exist? Does he, is he real? That's
2: yeah. At this point, I don't even know if he exists.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he's real though. If this is your first time listening, there are six of us. uh, You can check out other episodes to learn more about them. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about the DC shift that is occurring. We haven't been on since James Gunn took over the reins at DC. Uh, to quote me, Max Moser, the DC universe is in good hands. We'll find out if that statement's true or not. We're also going to talk about Glass Onion, the new Knives Out movie that came out on Netflix, but has also been in theaters for a few weeks. We're going to rate and talk about that. And then we're going to close out with a segment we call Hot or Snot, where we talk about the things in pop culture that are uh, particularly informative or special to us in particular. So We're going to do that. That'll be our show today. It will be tremendous. Before we get into any of that, though, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system that I referenced earlier. We're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step.
1: Also, when you guys do that now, it's it makes a, my life a lot easier on the YouTube if you actually wait, like, a longer period of time.
0: How long do you want me to wait? Uh,
1: Just long enough.
0: <laughs> long enough, Max.
1: Long enough. Uh, 10 funny. or 15 seconds. Like, you can cut all this out. I'm, like, this will be perfect. We're a PG
0: podcast, Robbie. But there are some jokes here. And I'm trying to keep it together, okay? Well, we're this
1: won't be, be on. I'll cut all this out. But I just... It makes my life a lot easier if I
0: can cut it. I love that there's other people editing stuff now. Like I just love that it's not just me doing it. I like that. Yeah, with with things. video, it doesn't work quite the same. Where
1: it's just like the audio. Like it's I, I have to.
0: Okay.
1: I need the actual space would make my life easier.
0: Or, there's probably a way it, to do it we'll, if we'll I was smarter, but I'm not. We're gonna give you more space. I would. I
1: someone. Someone's in my personal space. Hey, hey get out of here. My personal space.
0: Give the guy more personal space. Um, it, It's no secret to anybody that the DC universe has been a mess. And it has had some successes, some failures, and some in-betweens. And uh, recently, James Gunn has taken the complete reign over this universe. Obviously, Discovery purchased DC in an agreement last year as the companies were changing hands on a corporate level. And with James Gunn stepping in, there was a lot of immediate shifts that occurred with very jarring consequences, one in particular being Black Adam. So this is going to be spoilers for Black Adam if you haven't seen it. In the post-credit scenes of Black Adam, the Black Adam character played by The Rock is approached by Henry Cavill's Superman, which was from the Snyder Cut universe And this led fans, including myself, to believe that the Snyder Cut universe was going to be back. And pretty quickly, right after James Gunn came out and essentially squashed those rumors, Cavill himself went online to essentially paraphrasing, saying, I'm not coming back. He lost The Witcher project. He allegedly was skipping out on the third or fourth season. Robbie, what season was that on?
1: Uh, The fourth season of The Witcher.
0: The third season is done. Forgive me, fourth season of The Witcher to come back and play Superman. And then he loses this spot altogether. And so the flash has been made. It's going to happen. I would assume it's going to do something to set up this new multiverse universe that James Gunn is establishing. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of intricate details that we can bring up in conversation. I'm not going to get through all those right now because I just don't think it's necessary with how much time has passed. I just have one question. We're going to start with you, Rob, because you are one of the DC fanboys on this podcast. What on earth is your opinion of all this? Do you feel like James Gunn is a good leader for this? Do you agree with the direction he's starting to take right out the gate?
1: I have had very mixed feelings. Um, For starters, and I don't know if I've actually been on a pod to review uh, Black Adam. It's terrible. Um, (laughs) One out of six. Uh, probably one of my worst reviewed movies ever. Hated it start to finish. Hated it even more because two days before it goes on HBO Max, two days before it was announced that it was going on HBO Max, I bought it on Amazon Prime for $25. $25. Okay. Two days later it goes on HBO Max. And they didn't, they didn't like give you like a pre-announcement, like, oh, in one week, watch Black Adam. No, there was none of that. <laughs> I spent $25 on a movie that I will never watch again, unless it's out of spite. <laughs> like, unless it's out of like, I spent $25 and I'm getting my $25 and I'm going to watch this again just to be mad.
2: I mean, a hate watch does sound pretty like, like, you know, appealing. Maybe we stream Robbie watching.
1: Oh, I would love watching that. It That's a point. great idea. Well, we could do that on Amazon prime with like the yeah, watch with yeah, people or Fox whatever. Party. Yeah. I hate that movie. I hated it.
0: So, so bad. So with, with the shift occurring, it, it clearly affected your viewing of Black Adam. Am I correct with that? I, I mean, this so I think this
1: news came out. James Gunn canceling everything came out after Black Adam. The The effect that sure. it had, and, and this is the effect it had, is that I gave it a 1.5 to begin with. And then the news came out the Cavill was not going to be back. And I took 0. 0.5 points away from it. <laughs> because 0. 0.5 of the entire movie was just Henry Cavill being there
2: for three seconds.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: Um. So, so with that news, like I, I did take a half point away. There's, a, I could have given it more points knowing that I would never have to see the rock is black Adam again. That, that, that's a, that could be a positive for me because for a guy that has spent 12 years hyping up a film <laughs> to make that garbage and to just, Just pretend to be himself in a Black Adam costume. To be that
0: mediocre after that much hype
1: was the worst crap. And then he's like, "I'm I'm training." Like he does all these training videos, like about like I'm training to be Black Adam. The hierarchy of the DC universe is changing. Like you wore a black like full suit the entire time. He showed his muscles once. And I know that's a little thing that I've probably only paid attention to, but it's like you keep saying that you're working out to be like the best fit Black Adam. It's like, but you were in costume the entire time, and then you attempted to make the same Man in Black joke three times, and it wasn't funny once.
0: You can check out the review of Black Adam. I'll actually put a link in the show notes, and Robbie Sorry, will put I'm that passionate. on YouTube. No, you're good. <laughs> it's we talked about this. Um, one of our other Infinity Bros, Mark, who is also a DC fanboy, was much more gracious of this film. I was not around The Rock. I was around uh, the Justice Society. The
1: JSA was okay. The JSA was okay.
0: You can learn more on my thoughts on there because I want to keep the conversation going. Isaac, do you think this is a good thing long term for DC that James Gunn is taking over? Because obviously he's got this experience with the MCU. He built out of nothing the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was a major producer on the Infinity War and Endgame Saga. Do you think this is a good thing or do you think this is just another roll of the dice that DC is hoping works?
2: I think I think it's both. I mean, DC obviously and WB more so than DC. I mean, DC is in WB's precarious hands, unfortunately, but WB has been just screwing this up from the beginning and sure they've come out with great projects uh, along the way but they've never had one person that was like all right this is what we're doing this is the vision this is how we're going to complete this the dice roll is doing like that's the good choice is picking somebody to do this moving forward the kind of the disappointing part is that they're cutting out, because of that, they're cutting out a lot of these parts of the DC EU or DCU, whatever they're calling it now, that have been shining spots, such as Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, I mean, you guys loved Man of Steel and everybody was super jacked about Man of Steel 2, which was announced and that, that Cavill was going to be coming back to that role before James Gunn took over and now that's gone. You know, like there are some good shining spots that are not going to be coming back with James Gunn. So the the interesting part to me about that is that, like, I totally understand if you're wiping the slate clean, starting from square one, all that stuff. The interesting part is that James Gunn has said that there is going to be stuff that remains. Part of it is his stuff. Peacemaker, I, Suicide Squad. I was just gonna say that. Yep, all of that stuff. Which is like, if you're starting clean, like why? Why are you keeping that stuff specifically? Is that gonna be your building blocks moving forward? That just that just didn't really make sense to me at all.
1: I just want to hit on that really quick. Is that there was there was reports that because uh, uh gosh dang it what's her name the director for Wonder Woman was is Patty out.
2: Jenkins yeah Patty Jenkins is cool. out. Mm-hmm. So
1: there was this whole this whole talk that then Gal Gadot was also out as Wonder Woman. That's not true. So it actually came out. So James Gunn was doing a Q and A Q&A with people on Twitter, and he said, "There's we've never announced that Gal Gadot's done as Wonder Woman." Mm-hmm. So Gal Gadot, by all accounts, right now right. is still in the picture.
2: Yeah, and then that there's was also speculation, the, right? Right. There's, there's, there's been, been a, a lot speculation of
0: speculation right.
1: flying around. A ton of speculation. And James Gunn has been very transparent about answering questions that he can answer right now. If you go follow his Twitter and his Instagram or whatever, and that's, that's more for people like us, but people that are just going to go to these general movies, they don't care. So I think the, the biggest issue that they have with this is how do you reset everything and let everyone know that it's reset and that it's not connected and that we're moving on with a fresh new coat of paint sort of say here. So he has an uphill battle. Um, and I think, I think James Gunn, like Max has said, is DC's in good, hand, good hands. They're in good hands now. They have not been in good hands since Max had said they were in good hands. <laughs> I would say they're good hands now.
0: I, I really thought when they had Alan Horn in there, who that they, was yeah. with Disney and who was very influential in making sure that Pomuter didn't get his way with Feige, I really thought that was it um and i i said that and i obviously was very wrong i mean dc is so there's such a mess i they're a mess He I, I, I i'll be very clear here i think james gunn's the right choice but james gunn's in his own way here if he sticks with the peacemaker people he he cannot do this he and the problem is is he can't not do it because his wife's one of the people so he's he's damned either way. And that's a real this is a really big problem for James Gunn. So why don't he, why do you, you not think be he can the cornerstone of this universe? I'm sorry. Oh, you can't.
1: think he's you think he's going to use Peacemaker as a cornerstone?
0: I think that's his only end.
1: I took Peacemaker as a this is a show. Like that's the show cornerstone and maybe like Suicide Squad will build
0: off The that. Suicide Squad would be the other would be technically the bigger project. And that's fine, but my problem is is that I, I just think people give, you don't even have to have Man of Steel connected. Just bring back Cavill. Say, hey, we're doing it again with you. We're going to do a different movie. And it, and the audience is, guys, the audience is smart. We can do this. We can have a Henry Cavill Superman movie that's different than Man of Steel. We can do this, guys. We are capable of this. They, they, these are, I, I just don't understand. He He is so it for the role. He is so Superman. And it's it doesn't make any sense that they're moving on from him. And, And
1: I was a fan of Zack Snyder and some of the things he did. A lot of things I wasn't a fan of, but I was not a fan of how he treated Superman. He continually and I'll make this comparison. He treated Superman how Marvel treats Captain Marvel. She comes in. She does her thing. She saves the day and she flies away. That's how he's treated Superman. Besides the Man of Steel movie, the Man of Steel, Steel movie was much was a really good movie that for some reason I hated on. But Superman as a character is a loving, like peaceful, gentle soul that requires a high level of acting in my opinion, and they never used Henry Cavill for that. Go watch if 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 you if you if you if haven't She has the
2: range of like Well, that, that's what I am If, you, act, if you, no no wait, like should, wait, 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 wait.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Watch Man from Uncle And try to tell me that Henry Cavill can't act. That guy is a great actor. Mm -hmm. But so many people have only seen him in these small roles where he grunts. And he says like these one-liners like The Witcher and and Man of Steel. The dude is a great actor and has that freaking smile. That he would be a, he is the perfect Superman. And they've wasted him.
0: I disagree on the Captain Marvel comparison, but that's for another time. But I do agree that he has the (laughs) acting chops in regards to he can act. He's got the physique. He's committed to the character. And I would agree with you that where Snyder dropped the ball is he made Superman in the one full on Man of Steel, even though it's one of my favorite movies ever made, is that Superman treats this as a burden in the comics, Superman does not treat it as a burden to quote vision in age of Ultron. It's, it's a privilege. He, he looks at this like this is an honor that I would get to fight on behalf of these people. And I, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So like the other part for me that really I love and resonates with me is he is very much like Jesus Christ. If you look at how he's written, how he came to earth, etc., there's just a lot of comparisons that I would give to Jesus Christ in that. And so I just love Superman as as well as that character, too. But no, I, I my fear with James Gunn, guys, is that he's going to be so tied to this like quirky peacemaker suicide yeah. squad group that he's going to lose the forest for the trees here. And yes, we want to make D.C. more fun and goofy, and I know he will make that a priority. But we have said on this podcast since the inception there's no reason the Justice League shouldn't be more popular than the Avengers. They have a better roster. Absolutely. They yeah. have a better core. If you just get the right actors in there, you've got 20 to 30 years worth of projects. Oh, yeah. by the way, they have the first multiverse saga that matters with um what they were planning to do anyway. So you can still do that if you're DC. You could still call everybody back that's old. And I mean, Marvel's going to beat them to the punch probably with this Kang Dynasty stuff. But like. DC can do it, and I think it's gonna mean a little more when Michael Keaton comes in than when Marvel brings back Robert Downey Jr. I just I really hold to that. And I know that yeah. that parallels with The Flash. We'll post this it's in the just show so notes. It's so frustrating.
1: Too. It's so frustrating that Michael
0: Keaton's yeah. That has Michael Keaton in it. It has the soup the female uh the supergirl, excuse me, that I don't even know what it doesn't look anything like supergirl from the comics, but it's neither here nor there. And it's Ezra Miller, and we'll you'll see a link to this in the show notes. Robbie, your comparison, we talked pre-show, is this is CW. Can you kind of tell me a little more of that? Like, what are your thoughts on on seeing this?
1: I uh, just, my whole thoughts on this whole Flash thing and why, like, there's all these properties that they decided that they're not going to move forward with, but they're going to move forward with the Flash with, like, Ezra Miller, who's become this polarizing figure who's done a lot of seemingly terrible things and we're moving forward with that, but we're not with these other projects. And I, my, my only assumption is that they got Michael Keaton back. So they have to move
0: forward. I think yeah. it's the money. I think they already filmed it's, it and they're like, we're going to lose a, hundreds of yeah. millions. If we don't release this, we have to try.
1: And like my thought, and I think Max, you hit on this earlier is that they're going to use this to reset everything. Sure. That that's my assumption. It has to reset everything and it has to do a good job explaining that. And then we just move forward from there with the James Gunn universe. That's that's right. the only reason I see why they're moving forward with this movie. Because they've already proven that they're willing to just forego millions of dollars and never release a movie rather <laughs> yeah. than release something that they don't think is like quality. Like, like they, they did
0: that with Justice League.
1: <laughs> with, with Batgirl, Batgirl, yeah. Batgirl, Batgirl too. They decided no, I'm with not you. I'm just release. saying like Which makes no sense because they they have HBO Max in their pocket. They could just be like, here's Batgirl. Like, don't even have to promote it. Just put it on there. It's there. It's already filmed. It's done. But they're like, no, we don't want to put this. But then they put out Black Adam because The Rock's in it. (sighs) I just, I I really don't know what's going on. I wish, here's what I would be totally okay with. DC, just stop doing anything for a a year
0: nuke it nuke Nuke
1: everything for a
0: year or two agreed and then come back and that's the problem with james gunn the problem with the only problem with james gunn is he's too tied to this peacemaker stuff robbie i'm 100 with you yeah if they looked at this and said look guys here's what we got to do we're going to release the flash and at the end of it we're going to tell you right now it's going to have an ambiguous ending because one we don't really like Ezra Miller and we're definitely not bringing him <laughs> back to play this character. <laughs> no, you guys all numbers, that. Right? Oh So let's gosh. so let's end this all with a bang. Let's all have an understanding that Ezra Miller's not coming back for this even if you guys love this movie. We're not bringing him back. We're just giving you a right. heads up. This is a finality ending. Let's celebrate Michael Keaton being in this movie. Yeah. And let's you know what if if the next rendition of this 10 15 years from now goes around and Michael Keaton's still able to walk <laughs> then we'll talk about that then. But you've got to understand, we got to nuke this thing. And I don't understand how some of it can stay and some of it can't. I don't get it. and it doesn't make sense. And why is Henry Cavill on the chopping block? Right. Why is that the guy that's got to go? It's just not fair. Yep. Yeah. And I, I hate that it for the Witcher because like I don't like the Witcher, but he was invested in that property and he sacrificed it to come back probably because of the rock i, I think the I really, rock really so made, well there's another like he's also i think doing the rock leveraged and said i'll have your back and i think even the rock couldn't save this yeah.
1: so he's also doing the warhammer show which is 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 henry cavill is is the is the nerdiest dude in the world that is also the most sure. attractive man in the world that gets to just <laughs> do these amazing projects like he's my man crush um So Warhammer is his number one thing. Like that's the thing he always comes back to in any interview he's ever done that like gets to to a nerdy point where he's like talking about the Witcher, talking about Superman and comics. He can come back to Warhammer and that's his thing. So I think a lot of news has been said that he 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 left the Witcher to become Superman again. I think I think actually bigger for him is that he did it to go do the Warhammer bit. And I don't that's think any of us
0: persp- piece of perspective. I like yeah, that. I
1: don't think any of us are big Warhammer guys. Jarrett might know a little bit. I know a very little bit about Warhammer. Um, but I think that's I think that's actually his main reason. It does suck that we're losing him as the Witcher because he's also a guy that loves the Witcher content. Like and I'm probably the biggest Witcher guy in our group. Um, but but Henry Cavill like knows everything about the Witcher. And there was reports that like he was like getting mad at people season three because like they were wanted to, we he, they wanted Geralt to do certain things. Geralt is the character he plays in The Witcher, and he was like Geralt wouldn't do that, and they were like, "Well, we're gonna do it anyway." So he there was like reports that he was getting mad at people, even though he knows more about that character than any of them. So I think there's some miscommunication on why certain things are being done, but that's just that's just a little insight mm-hmm. to the world of Henry Cavill.
2: For his sake, I hope that's true because to for him to be done being a character that he has put so much time and investment and in, that he actually loves being a part of, to for him to quit being that role, to come back as Superman, which I think he also really loves, only to have the rug pulled out from under him would just be just tragic. So, And one other note too, um, in that series of tweets that James Gunn tweeted out, um, he, he said that Henry Cavill... Would be replaced by a younger Superman, but he also said that they're they're leaving it open for him to come back in the future. Um, So it's possible that we could get him back as a multiverse, you know, uh, Superman, or possibly. I mean, I know you mentioned twenty years to do that. Right, There's, right. It's gonna be a while, but a Kingdom Come Superman or exactly. you know something. That's going exactly. I was gonna
1: I was gonna point that out. It's like he is the perfect Kingdom Come Superman. Right, just put some salt and pepper and, in that And, pe- and James oh Cameron keeps keep sharing Beautiful. photos of Kingdom Come. That's mm. I think that's where mm-hmm. he wants to go. And I, I don't think Henry Cavill is done. I really don't. I think I think this is sure all hope, kind man. of a little bit of a smoke show. Like, I think it's true that he's done being our, like, movie-to-movie Superman, but I think he's going to be back, kind of like RDJ. Like, RDJ is going to yeah. be back. Like,
0: Yeah. Um, we're going to pivot real quick. So we're recording on January 1st, and uh, this this literally just came up three minutes ago, so we're going to report on not report on it, we're going to discuss it right now just because it's news it's and there's a chance that... There could be some consequences to this. So Jeremy Renner is in stable but critical condition after a weather-related accident. This is coming January 1st at 1111 Eastern. He's hospitalized in Reno, Nevada on January 1st after suffering an accident plowing snow. A statement from the actor's representatives indicated that Renner is in critical but stable condition with injuries suffered after experiencing a weather-related accident while plowing snow today. There's no word on the actor's current health other than the rep saying his family is with him, he's receiving excellent care. It sounds to me like critical condition is something happened to his body, but he's not yeah. dying. I don't I, I'm having a difficult time processing that because stable but critical condition is an interesting way to phrase that. Uh, Jeremy Renner, obviously, who plays Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the changing of the guard has kind of already started to take place with that character, ironically um what are your thoughts on this just immediate thoughts robbie go ahead i mean that's
1: i mean first like you said earlier we are christian on the spot so prayers to his family and him and absolutely for a speedy recovery like that's terrible i i like it's weird you read it and it's like it's a plowing snow accident which it's like was he plowing snow was someone else plowing snow when he got in the way like so that does make me worry that it, like it's a body part i suppose um yep. but hopefully he's okay um obviously can't really speculate on anything besides that i just i hope he's okay that's that's really sucky to hear
0: I mean, yeah somebody who lives in minnesota we, we all live in minnesota like it's no fooling like you oh, no. get caught up in these plows or you do something you make one stupid move with a snowblower like things could get bad we can't speculate past that we don't really know and we won't probably know until tomorrow uh, at the earliest on what's going on. But, yeah, thoughts and prayers to Jeremy Renner, man. That is just brutal. And Reno, Nevada, like, we were talking pre-show about that snowstorm. Like, it's hitting Reno, my goodness gracious. It's Reno, Nevada. Isaac, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, basically what you guys have already mentioned, just thoughts and prayers out to him uh, and his family. Hopefully he pulls out of it okay. That I mean, critical but stable condition is basically just hubbub for Saying that he is in the hospital like that basically means nothing. So, so we'll, we'll see go. what Why happens. Why didn't you
0: say that right out the
1: gate? Oh <laughs> well, wait, you're well, a nurse. Isaac, Isaac is he, a nurse. got if, if you haven't listened yeah, to our pod before, Isaac is an actual nurse.
2: It's basically, it's basically speak for we don't really know what's going on with him and he's in the hospital. Like that's that's press speak for that's what's happening. So so, so
1: Isaac. So if I go, if okay, I'm plowing my snow. Whatever. Someone gets stuck in the the blower. I put my arm in, and it tears my oh, arm gosh. off. And I come in, and I've lost a lot of blood. The newspaper calls you, and they're like, "Is he is he dying? Is he alive? What would you say?"
2: You have <laughs> well, okay. Well, first of all, I wouldn't because HIPAA. that's HIPAA, 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 and HIPAA. I don't care. I don't care. Really I don't care. You you have to say how am I doing? <laughs> okay. So technically, everybody that is admitted to the hospital is basically in stable condition because you do the stabilization when they come to the emergency department, and okay. When they get admitted to, to the hospital, generally they're stable. Like, I mean, there are definitely exceptions. There's definitely people that are, are not stable. But if that's the case, they're probably in super-duper critical, uh, you know, a situation. And this could be the case. Maybe it's not. You got it. No, again, good. it's that's
1: good information. Like, that's good information. That's really that's, good information. Right, you so you're technically, like, technically, no matter what, if you've made it to the hospital, you're stable. Basically,
2: I mean, that's the first thing we do in the emergency department is we stabilize people. So, like, (laughs) if you're admitted to the hospital, there's a good likelihood that you're stable. So, saying that somebody's in critical condition and stable, it basically just means they're in the hospital. So, I can't really speculate much past that. But, again, terrible when something like this happens and hopefully he makes it through. Because, I mean, he's... Still a part of the MCU, and he will definitely have a role in you know King Dynasty Secret Wars coming down the road. So
0: that's great. Well, approach. and and obviously too, like th- those things, he got airlifted. So like clearly it was bad Ooh, enough for him yeah, to get airlifted.
2: That, that definitely means that's that's a high, bigger deal if you get airlifted. Yeah. So sure, something so.
0: something is very wrong with him, and it's very sad. So we will legitimately be praying for Jeremy Renner on that. Yeah. And uh, he's good. He's a dude. a a much less like a human being outside of a great actor. Right. So like (laughs) we're, we're definitely not making light of that, but uh, Robbie great point. Like Isaac is, is a nurse and works in an ER setting. So like, this is really good feedback and information. Understand on that. So check socials to keep posted on that. So let's transition over to knives out uh, the new movie glass onion on um, Netflix. Uh, Before we review this movie, Robbie, uh, it's tough to make transitions from that, guys. We're sorry about that. It's really jarring. Forgive us yeah, it is. if that's a jarring transition, everybody. <laughs> but um, we just found out about it, so I had to like keep going. Uh, what was your thought on the first Knives Out movie, Isaac? What would you rate uh, the first Knives Out movie? I absolutely
2: loved um, Knives Out, the first one. So I'm actually, I actually came really late to that one. I think, gosh, I think the first time I watched it was either late last year or early this year, honestly. Um, and I think... I, my my recollection is foggy on this, but Netflix obtained Knives Out and then obtained the like. It wasn't a Netflix movie when it came out initially. Knives Out, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I believe that was believe on it, Amazon
1: Prime that I first. I think watched, it came out in theaters
2: and stuff like initially. Like I don't think it was a remember. streaming movie. I don't remember. But this is, I think it was pre COVID too. It was, it was a while ago, but anyways, so I just recently watched it and I was like, man, I missed out. Knives out is a fantastic movie. Sure. Absolutely love the, um, you know, kind of murder mystery vibe it's got to it. And it was something like fresh and new that we hadn't seen for a while. So I thought knives out was fantastic. I gave that one a six out of six and I was very much looking forward to glass onion dropping on Netflix.
0: I I give the first Knives Out a five out of six. I really liked it. I didn't think it was a masterpiece like a lot of people thought it was. I did think there were some clunky, slow parts in the film. It's incredible acting, and the ensemble is what you come for, right? And Ryan Johnson is a very jarring writer and director, obviously, given his history with Star Mm -hmm. Wars. So you know with Ryan Johnson, you're just going to get a unique telling of a story, which I really appreciate with him. So... 5 out of 6 the first one. I really really liked it, but it left me a little uh, just a little more would have been nice. Yep. I have watched it multiple times and that hasn't changed since though. So, Robbie, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm kind of there with you, Max. Um I really enjoyed the first times out movie, but and I've only watched it once and that was when I first saw it on whichever streaming service it was out on. Um but I gave it about a, I think I if I remember right, I give it a 5 out of 6. Um it's just it's a good mystery solve solver movie like i don't think it's like world changing like there's lots of like mystery solving movies out there i don't i don't know why it caught on as much as it did um in pop culture but for some reason it did it's a really good movie it's, it's enjoyable like i i recommended everyone else i've never watched it twice though i don't know if i would enjoy it as much the second time
0: Cause then the twister for that movie too. I think Chris Evans being a villain was a huge draw for that movie. I think that, being, being a villain was one of my favorite parts of that movie. It yeah, was, I, I, think, well, he was I think that's why that became a pop culture thing, to be honest, Robbie, I think it's, but now he's been a villain in, in a ensemble. few
1: things. So it's like not mm-hmm. as big of a deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right it was right after, that yeah. was right after, it was right after all the hoopla. Right. So it's right. like Captain America was at its peak. And I think I just culturally, I think that's a huge reason. Glass Onion, the follow-up to this, and they are making a third one. They have a deal with it already. Allegedly, I read, I don't have the source on this. However, I read that Ryan Johnson yes. and Daniel Craig both received <laughs> yes. fifty million dollars oh, to do these movies. Yikes. See. Um which is crazy to me.
1: I thought you um, were gonna go with that Ryan Johnson hates that it's called Knives Out.
0: Yes, I do know that. That is confirmed. He has said he hates that it's a knives out mystery. He wishes it was just glass onion. Yeah. I think Netflix has to do I that. agree. I thought that was kind of silly. I, I so. think they have to call I think a knives out mystery is fine. I think they should just call it glass onion and then on the pro the Oh the poster, a little
1: part says a knives out. Yeah, film. it doesn't
0: need to be in the in the title, in my opinion.
1: No, that's I agree. I agree.
0: Um Written and directed by Ryan Johnson, obviously. The storyline follows five longtime friends after being invited to a Greek island home of billionaire Miles Braun, their friend. All five know Braun from way back and owe their current wealth, fame, and careers to him. The main event is a murder weekend game with Braun to be the victim. In reality, they all have reasons to kill him. And also invited is Benoit Blanc, the world's greatest detective. This stars Daniel Craig... Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monae, Katherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Noah Sagan, Jackie Hoffman, Dallas Roberts, and a bunch of interesting cameos. So I'm not going to give those away because I do want to do a non-spoiler version for those that do want to check this Just out still. wild cast. The cast mm. is great and the, I think the cameos are really clever and, mm. and fun too. So we're going to do the non-spoiler part two. I will give a bumper warning when we go into that and you can skip ahead as well. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can scroll ahead. Um, I will go ahead and start with you, Robbie. What's your non-spoiler review of this movie, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery?
1: Glass Onion a Knives Out Mystery. Um, I give it a <laughs> five out of six, just like uh, a Knives Out. Um, extremely good movie, like this is a perfect Netflix Friday night movie to watch with your significant other, or whoever your other might be. Or if you're like a certain infinity bro, a, a non other that you might just, <laughs> you just might want to watch a miss a murder mystery movie. Um, it's a solid movie. I recommend it to everyone. I think it's a movie that everyone should watch. Um, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't change or come up with anything that's, new or sparkling that changes the game of mystery movies. But if you enjoy like uh, mystery games while growing up, then you're definitely going to enjoy this movie. It's a, I would say it's a must watch.
0: I'll go next. I, I'm i echoing you across the board, Robbie. I, it's, it's, to me, it's very similar review to the first one. I had a lot of fun. I really liked it. I recommend people watch it. It's not the greatest mystery movie ever made. But I don't think Ryan Johnson's setting out to do that. I think he's setting out to tell mysteries in a unique way, which I appreciate. In particular in this movie, there's something that happens midway through the film that changes the direction of how you look at this movie, like most mystery movies anyway. And I appreciated that twist. And I'll leave it at that. And I actually, I'm going to change my rating. I'm going to give this a five-point Zero one. I'm gonna oh. make it just a hair it's one better than the first one. I'm gonna give it a hair better. Wow. Oh. 5.01 second zero decimal one to, to really drive some of our some of our listeners wild. Oh. 5.01. I'm gonna give it just a hair more than the previous one. I like this cast better. I think Craig really thrives better in this cast, too, than he did with the first one. The first cast was very uppity, and you could sense him judging them. In this one, (laughs) I felt like Craig really showed his anxiety and angst around solving this mystery, and I loved that. And I love how they played the COVID stuff in it as well. We will talk about that in the spoiler stuff. So, Isaac, are you ready to go now? (laughs) Okay, good. You had had a little interruption. I'm sorry. (laughs) Isaac, what is your non-spoiler review of this movie? Yeah, uh,
2: I absolutely loved Glass Onion. I was really you know, high anticipation for it because I love the first one. And I, and you already mentioned that Chris Evans being a villain was one of my favorite parts of that film. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. And that's, what's one of the strongest things about glass onion as well, the cast. Um, and I think I echo what you say there, Max, I think the cast puts this film above, um, knives out in my opinion and knives out was one of, you know, the first, murder mystery type shows I've watched in a while. And just, I don't watch that many movies. So probably one of the first things you could consider mysteries that I have watched. Um, and this one, I, again, like I love a movie that I'm sitting down to watch and I can't guess what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think Ryan Johnson did a fantastic job with both of these movies of keeping the audience guessing, keeping us in suspense of what's happening next Um, Daniel Craig is fantastic as Benoit Blanc, um, Miles Braun or Edward Norton as Miles Braun was the perfect, just villain, just guy that you wanted to hate from the second he appears on screen in this film. And just, man, I, I thought the cast made this a fantastic movie. I give this one a six out of six as well. Absolutely loved it. You will see this on my, on my top six. List of movies in 2020, oh, really? really you're gonna put this, this on your Stan Lee's. Uh, I've watched a few more than six, I might have watched like eight.
0: eight. So, yeah, eight. pause real right. quick. This is a great plug, Isaac. Thanks for doing that. Hey, if you like us and you like this episode today, make sure you subscribe. Check us out if you're on YouTube, click that subscription button, leave us a comment, and make sure that you tune in next week. We're gonna have the Stan Lee's, it's our annual thing we do the first week or two in the new year. We rate everything from the previous year. We do our top Mm. six lists, and we do an homage to Stan Lee, the creator of the Marvels, Cinematic Universe and comics and of itself. So make sure that you're you're checking that out and subscribing so you can check out that content, Isaac. Thanks for doing that. Um, Additionally, we're going to go ahead and transition to our spoiler review. So if you do not want to be spoiled about this, and I highly recommend if you haven't seen this, you skip ahead because this movie is not – Worth missing out on. We don't, you won't yeah. want to know some of the key details we're going to speak on. So, this is your spoiler warning. This is prepare yourself at infinity bros prepare yourself. Spoiler <coughs> warning. How long do we wait on Robbie? We good now? This I, think is, it's, some... I think this is good. This is good. <laughs> I don't Robbie know. said pre show we needed to wait longer for that know. video editing. So, that was us. Going a little longer. Um, let's talk about some of the big <laughs> twists. Let's talk about That's the first true. one. Uh, Dave <laughs> Batista being the one that died. How shocked were you that he died? I was very shocked,
2: honestly, because I thought for sure Miles Braun was going to be the one that died. For sure. Like like this, he set it up for Miles Braun to be the one that died, and they actually have to figure out his murder. And then all of a sudden, Dave Batista dies, and we're all like, wait, was that, was that supposed to happen? Did that, was that... Okay, all right, let's roll with it. So that was that was very unexpected in my opinion, and I, I loved it. Also, Dave Batista <laughs> dude is a great actor, but like the fact that Ryan Johnson is putting a men's rights like <laughs> influencer in his movie just how perfect of timing is that when the internet is blowing up over Andrew Tate and all the stuff that's going on with him? Dude. It was just like, I saw this and I was like, chef's
0: kiss, yeah. Yeah. like chef's great kiss. Move. just great wow.
2: Move. Incredible. Incredible. Mm.
0: Let, let's just, let me talk on, let me talk on that point real quick while we're here on it. I think Ryan Johnson really did a clever job of identifying all the key people that were under attack or being corrupt or being exposed for being corrupt. Yeah. during covid-19. Absolutely. So you've got the actress, you've got the politician, you've got Elon the Musk. scientist, you're Elon like, Musk, you yeah. the the, uh, yeah. the the Twitch yeah. guy. You've just got all these different people and what is the unique common bond of all of them? They're all being paid by one guy. And yep. I really appreciated how Elon Ryan Musk. Johnson addressed that. You <laughs> <Elon> I <Musk. laughs> really appreciated in the ending that Ryan Johnson made a mockery of the billionaire and said like, "No, you're an idiot, you're not smart." You're a fool. You just have a lot of money and gadgets that make you look smart. Your glass yeah. onion is just a glass onion. It's see right through. We can figure it out. You put everything right in front of us. And how LeBlanc uh, figured out how he figured out. <laughs> I, just realized, right, I, I realized I called him LeBlanc, like Matt LeBlanc. from France. <laughs> LeBlanc. <What? laughs> I'm sorry. Not Fair LeBlanc. Enough. Sorry. Um, LeBlanc. When Blanc figured out the original mystery that they were going to be there all weekend to do, I loved that. I just loved oh, that, yeah, that, was that it was nothing. Fantastic. That it was, favorite, was, like that was my Norton.
1: favorite scene. Like It was a good yeah. movie, but that was that's my so favorite good. scene. I was like, that Daniel Craig out here, <laughs> just James the
2: bitch. Edward <laughs> Norton is Hally just <laughs> pissed. He's just like, oh my, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> yeah, Edward Norton is just like, oh, son so of a bee. The, the fact that we, they got Edward Norton to come and, and act in this movie I thought was can fantastic. I can I
1: touch like, on that real quick Edward yeah. Norton for whatever reason is one of my favorite actors which is the whole love, reason yeah, like yeah I, it's a whole reason like I don't like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk is because I love mm. Edward Norton and and I don't know why it's just something about how Edward Norton is I think Edward Norton has it's probably has the,
2: because he's no, a total douche in real life and it translates to the screen and That's here's the thing
1: yeah this might be blasphemous to some, it's the Kobe effect. He is so committed to his craft that he is a literal douche and you probably can't <laughs> get along with him. It's but like true. you appreciate how he does his craft. And that that's my feeling with Ever Norton. He has the Kobe effect. Like I love Kobe and I Kobe's my favorite athlete of all time. I probably wouldn't get along with Kobe at all because I like to sit around and play video games and be lazy. But Kobe's my favorite guy. But Edward Norton is probably the same way. He's like this great actor that takes acting probably way too seriously. Yeah, I,
0: I think Edward Norton is thinks he's a little better than he is, and I I think I think he does a great oh, job. I absolutely, think that's, it, though, that's part of it. That's part of it, right? There's a difference though with Kobe. Kobe had the right to think that. I don't think Edward Norton has uh, had the level of success that. I I'm mean, the out. reason that be, Edward but, but Norton. It's the,
1: it's the same idea as the what reason, reason never, that Martin Ruffalo
2: them, is the MCU Hulk is because of Edward Norton. Because Edward Norton was like, mm I'm getting what I yeah. want out yeah. of the Hulk. And Which if I, I agree, don't I get it, I am out. Yeah. So, like, it was his own fault. He could have been
0: the MCU Hulk if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, but that's not artistry enough.
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jan, Jan, I want to talk about Janelle Monet I thought she was just absolutely killer in this. Yeah, she Fantastic. plays Andy Brand and her twin cousin. Um, that twin was sister. a really a twin cousin, twin sister. That was weird. Sense a really, really rough <laughs> twin show me, Love, between LeBlanc and twin cousin, I'm Max. I'm say, explain
1: to me how a twin cousin comes about. <laughs> <don't
0: know>. <laughs> how does heard? that Words work? Are <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. Too many Canada dries for Max tonight. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I really thought she carried a ton of acting prowess in this. And her ability to shift between these two characters was really great. In the first third of this movie, I 100% believed she was conniving, Mm -hmm. uh, filled with revenge. I thought there was something more to that. And to see this character basically be acting this whole time was really great. The reason I don't give it a 6 though to me is Catherine Hahn was so underutilized in this. She just doesn't get used in this movie and Catherine Hahn's one of the best actresses in Hollywood right now in my opinion and I'm I'm really I want to see oh, her do boy. more roles. Oh man. She's the, she's the only reason I'm okay oh, man. with an Agatha Harkness. We're in a clash
1: here Max. <laughs> Do you not like her?
0: I don't it's like Katherine Hahn at all. Oh, I wow. think she's wow. tremendous. In every single project like. that she's
1: in, I hope she dies. Uh, <laughs> like,
0: Couldn't disagree with you more. I don't
1: like Katherine <laughs> Hahn at all. I just look at her and I'm just oh
0: like, my gosh.
1: I hope your character... Passes she away. plays,
2: like, plays a pretty good like, villain-y type person because like you look really at her and B-word there's something, villain. Like, there's something really you don't like about don't her. That's why like, she was good as at Agatha Harkness and that's why she's good in this movie. And I well. just Kate wanted to die. Kate Hudson was also
0: brutal wanted to die. If you, you talk about a character that, that I wanted to die, Kate Hudson. Well, yeah, like, oh, that's, Hudson played played Hudson. Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson played the role. Kate Hudson was the perfect
2: person to play the role that she played. That was like perfect casting. Absolutely. Yeah, Kate Jay Hudson, Dave Batista, like and and another note, Leslie Odom Jr. as L- Lionel Toussaint, This guy, I don't know if you guys know his background. He he started out as a singer. Like that's what he he like he sings. And then yeah. he was cast in Hamilton in the Broadway musical. And that just, like, oh, slingshotted him.
1: Right! That's like, where dude, I know him David from. He is
2: very talented, and he dude. is, like, tearing stuff up now. So, I love that they cast him in this movie.
1: Isaac, I love that you brought that up, because I've been looking yep. at him, like, from, since I watched Glass Onion. and I've been like, why does he look so familiar? And I didn't look yep. him up, and I was like, that's, that's it. It's freaking Hamilton. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, yep, dude. he's an awesome, awesome, but very talented person, and his voice is, like, I'm, I'm really sad that he didn't sing in this movie, honestly, because his voice is probably one of the best voices out there currently in music. So,
0: well, really love it, really, that he
2: cast it in this movie. really
0: good movie. We wanted to touch on some of those spoilers that if, 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 that was tickling your brain, we wanted to touch on that. I thought it was a really good film, great ending. And I, I think there's a couple actors that could have got, I think Leslie, I think Leslie Odom Jr. Could have gotten used a little more too, Isaac. I think he was a little under you. Yeah, it's well, it's tough because
2: cabinet. like when you have such a, Dynamic cast like this, like it's Somebody hard to split the up right the time between everybody equally. Like some people even, are going to shine. Jessica more Henwick others, was in this so. movie. Jessica
0: Henwick, yeah, yeah, she, and she's, she, she's from, she she was Colleen Wing. Like yeah. she's, she's she's a tremendous actress, and mm-hmm. basically was side behind roll. the scenes right. side role. I uh, there's just Ryan Johnson had a specific vision, and I'm glad he executed it. I just to me, that's those are the things that separate. <laughs> well, from then some of the, the random scenes
2: cameos scenes. too. You mentioned the <laughs> Ethan Hawke. One really just, threw me for a loop. I was like, "Wait, was like, what? 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 Is he going to actually be a part of this movie?" No,pe he's not. He's just some random dude that's like uh, taking him on the boat. Hugh Grant <laughs> so, being hey, the lover it. of Benoit Blanc was
0: also wild. okay. Wait, wait. Well,
1: <laughs> when okay? So I'm looking at the cast right now, and it says Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Did I miss?
0: No, when he, Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. So here's the the trivia behind him is he's in every single Ryan Johnson movie. So his okay. role in this one was he was the dong every time Yo. the dong off, he was <laughs> he the one said, that said Hong. Oh my gosh! The, Are you serious? That, that's 100% hilarious. Serious. That it.
2: is the that is the best news I've heard today. The, the other one that I that's thought crazy. was hilarious was Serena Williams. Like, oh in,
1: yeah, just like yeah. he
2: just like had her on like for a lesson and she's sitting like in the background. You think she, like, you think she's like a, like a poster. And then all of a sudden she moves and it's like a screen and she's like being paid by miles yeah. Braun to do a lesson. <laughs> like and he's, a, he's yeah. there. He's just like, hey, I'm paying Serena to just do whatever. So, just be on call. So Isaac, basically.
1: I'm part of that. I thought that they were going to connect that to like them talking about things and her and Serena Williams seeing something they were talking about. And I thought they were going to tie that into the mystery, like at the end,
2: <laughs> so, like I was waiting
1: for them to be like, cause when, 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 uh, when, a uh, uh, Miles Braun like burned the note or whatever, I was thinking Serena Williams somehow like saw that and like they had video of it and she was going to like pop up and they were going to, like, that's how they were going to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah.
2: That would be wild. Yeah. Just a lot of just real fun. Quirky cameos in this movie. That's just just, there's so many great little things about this movie that all blended together just made for a really really
0: fun experience. Honestly, yeah. So we're closing in on now about an hour and change. So we're gonna do quick hotter snot. Oh,
1: this conversation is taking way
0: longer than I thought we would. Um, so good conversation. Go ahead and tell us your hotter snot list as we transition over to that or snot all right guys so i've
2: got just one snot that i'll do first and then i'll go over my list of hots but the snot is i started watching the new national treasure show that dropped on disney plus uh probably a couple weeks ago now it's called national treasure edge of history this is garbage is it's it's an awful show uh Gosh, do I even give it a I don't I didn't really give it a shot because I watched an uh, episode and a half and I was that was enough for me.
1: Give it. A I'll give it a
2: one out of six. Ooh. it's it's bad. Uh, it's basically like so if you guys don't know the listeners, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. love National Treasure One. even National Treasure 2 has some fun moments. but the reason those movies work is because of Nicolas Cage. You take Nicolas Cage out, and I was still like, okay, well, it's still a fun like treasure hunting show. Maybe it's it's just garbage. It's like Disney Channel National Treasure without Nick Cage. It's it's terrible. So yeah, I was I was really disappointed. I, I didn't expect it to be good. That's another okay. note. I okay, thought it good. was going to be bad, and it very much exceeded my expectations in being bad. So yeah, very bad. One out of six. Congrats, Disney! Maybe, you had a layup yeah, here. Congrats, you, Disney! You told me go.
0: you couldn't get Nicholas Cage back for a
2: Disney yeah, project. That's all you had to do.
0: The it, show it, didn't it. even have to
2: be written well. As long as you have Nicholas Cage in it, I would have watched it. Stop. So Nicholas Cage will do
1: whatever you want him to do. Just give him like, yeah, a jar true. of peanut butter, and he'll show up.
2: <laughs> good, good question or good point. Yeah, he he definitely was not offered a role in this because he would have showed up if he was. So, right. but yeah, that was that's my only snot. Very bad. What would if he's at? Wait,
1: wait, Isaac. Sorry, to Interrupt you here. What if he's at the end of the season and you haven't given enough chance? What if oh, he's gosh. in there somewhere?
2: I have to trudge through all of the crap that is that show to get to <laughs> you my know, Nicholas you know what, Cage. Hey Isaac, I got you. I'm, look, I'm, look I'm, cool. look, look I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look it up, up for here. me. Yeah, exactly. That way I don't have to spoil myself through <laughs> through hell. Go. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, here. so <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> like it's I don't know if you're into like the Disney Channel vibe, I guess maybe you could enjoy it. But like I was I was hoping for at least some good, like treasure hunting stuff, and even the stuff that she does is I'm gonna the steal the just declaration does of it. not it does not measure up, unfortunately. So, so yeah, that's my snot. Uh A couple things on my hot. Well, Max is looking for that. Um, I've been burning He's not through in season a- one.
0: He's not in season yeah. one, but apparently okay. right. they want to bring it. it back for season two. Gosh,
2: season two then, Isaac. is. That, are they going to make me watch through? They're going to make you watch a, season one, a, a season and a half.
1: Season one, no, just yeah. skip season one. Just, just, just skip to the
2: scene. parts that Nick Cage is in. Yeah, that's sure. probably, that's probably what I'll do.
1: You have a Nick Cage shirt. You should do that.
2: That's true. I gotta. I'll, I'll bring that. Ripped, in, ripped where that's plug. In the next part is. Ripped plug.
1: Ripped.
2: Yeah. Ripped ambassadors. Check mm-hmm. ripped apparel. They're awesome. All right, this nice hot hot list. Um, I've been burning through a ton of 2022 movies and hot. Top Gun Maverick, fantastic movie. Um I have to give Duh. it a six out of six. There's there's like nothing that I can find bad about that movie, honestly. Like it's it's so stinking good. And so
1: whatever football scene they were doing I find oh that gosh. bad, but that's it.
2: I just that, couldn't. You're understand nuts. It. That scene was awesome. <laughs> couldn't you nuts? I was a little confused like you thought we're it was weird. Offensive,
1: we're playing offense and defense at the no, same that's time. That's the best. Part, that's <laughs>
0: one of the best parts of the movie. No, no, no. What do you want to get a look up
2: of how they play that Max, game? Max, we get it. You just wanted to see Miles Teller without a <laughs> shirt. Miles on. Teller.
0: Miles yeah. Teller like Miles Teller so is gonna be
2: our next Superman. I'm calling it now. Just so
1: good. Miles Teller, next Superman, calling it
2: now. Anyways. Top Gun Maverick fantastic it's definitely going to be on my top 6 list for 2022. Second movie that I'm going to put on my hot everything everywhere all, all at once. Finally got around to watching that absolutely fantastic movie again. That one is probably also going to be on my list. It's man it's there's a, so many good ones that came out and I'm just now getting around to watch them. So at least they'll be fresh in my mind for when I make my list, so that's that's nice, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's it'll be tough to pick between all of these, especially the shows. There's so many good shows. And then my number three, and this is my probably my highest one, um, is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, picked that up when it released a month and a half ago now. And this game is tailor made for me and Zane. This is a strategy turn based combat with card drawing and like it i absolutely love it it is fantastic we'll say the graphics look like ps3 graphics so if you're going in for a graphic masterpiece it's gonna disappoint you
1: you're telling me marvel failed at at, uh graphics again
2: unfortunately yes um but what they lack in graphics they make up for in marvel's great at making video games that feel like comic books they don't feel like movies they don't feel like um you know like real life they feel like they're comic books marvel's midnight suns feels like you are literally reading a comic book that's a good sell uh, that's the storyline like so i i absolutely love that about it absolutely love the combat the the gameplay that's what i'm just getting drawn to with this game going to be finishing it hopefully in the next few weeks here of uh, of 2023 so that's my h- highest hot recommend that go check it out Robbie what are your hot snots
1: oh we're going to me um, I'll do snot first uh, this is I have one snot because we already hit on all my other snots which is all the DC news um, and this is a really out of left field snot but I finally got around to listen to the Lord of the Rings books on audible um, mainly because we drove back for, for Christmas which is like a 5 hour drive for me so I got 10 hours into Lord of the Rings Um, And I got into this chapter, the Tom Bombadil chapter. Yes. So we're listening to this. and I'm like, this character is freaking fantastic. If you want to get into the lore of Lord of the Rings, he's essentially a god. Okay. Um, But Peter Jackson filmed scenes with him for Lord of the Rings, but then cut him out because he didn't progress the story, which sure, that's accurate. But Snot on you Peter Jackson. You made a you made a you made a a very very good movie. But Robbie, you didn't have Tom Bombadil. And that I, makes me
2: sad. I knew there was something I liked mm. about you, and that's yeah. that's it. Nothing else it. about you I like but that is the part about <laughs> you that I, that I like. Tom <laughs> Bombadil is like one of my favorite parts of the Lord of the Rings book, right. along with the the epilogue of the hobbits going back to the Shire and I'm not there yet. The no, no spoilers. To oh, this, sorry. Is my, this is this is this is anything.
1: So this so Z, so Isaac. This is my first time listening. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Lord of the Rings books.
2: Those. those are those are my oh, favorite well, books of all well, time. I got a
1: tattoo <laughs> of uh, <laughs> in So you
0: had to. You so had I to. You should like know a little bit about what's going on. So
1: Tom <laughs> Bombadil not being
0: is a quintessential piece of that book, and it's a travesty that he wasn't. It is a travesty so that's that's I mean, like, my I, snot I get it because like the movies without
2: the extended editions are like still three hours long Yeah, but, but that's still if you're watching
1: edition, it with you if you're not watching exactly if you're not yeah, watching the extended exactly. edition what the hell are you doing exactly. um
0: exactly.
1: alright my hots now uh we'll start from the bottom work our way up uh Gunpla if you don't know what Gunpla is uh this <laughs> is for the YouTube but there Gunpla is basically just making uh Gundams Gundam model kits um, I bought a couple of them really cheap at a store nearby and I built one and I was like why am I not doing this every single night? So <laughs> Gunpla is now back in my life and I have another thing to spend my money on.
2: Gunpla, Gundam If you didn't Gunpla. have enough things to spend money on now yeah, just add one, that right on top
1: Just some like back in the day I used to build Gunpla and Zoids and all that like all the time that's all I would spend my money on when I was younger and I haven't done it in 16 years and I made one the other day and I like took some pictures of it and I'm like this is this is my next thing this is it um so that's back in my life sorry to my beautiful (laughs) wife Jessica um (laughs) I made my or snot list a couple weeks ago when we were first going to do this episode and I I still think this one's true the AI manga filter on TikTok is just a bunch of fun (laughs) if you haven't done this thing go to TikTok go to AI manga filter and just Video random things in your house and just see what they turn into. I turned into a chicken head. It's a great (laughs) time. Like you don't have to post anything. Just just do the video, see what happens. Like I think it's a ton of fun. It's in my hot. It's just just, no. Actually,
2: Mark should do that on his old house and see how many ghosts are in his house.
1: That's terrifying. Let's not. (laughs) Um. My (laughs) my last my last hot. Um, is the video game high on life uh, this is free on Xbox game pass um it is also now out on Xbox uh, Microsoft if you just want to buy it but I would suggest that you just buy it on game pass I cloud stream it so it doesn't I don't even have to download it um but it's just so much fun it's like a 12hour campaign the, if you like Rick and Morty or family guy or anything in that realm of like, Stupid jokes, you will love this move. This, this this video game. It's an FPS shooter with just a bunch of like random joke cameos and whatnot. Excellent, excellent, excellent video game uh to sink 15 hours of your life into just to have a lot of fun. That's my hots.
2: Nice.
0: Okay, I'll go next. I'm gonna keep mine Pokemon themed because uh oh. I wanna be different. No, that's, that's um, I'm so going to start different. with my. I'm going to. St- I'm so different. I'm going to start <laughs> with my so snot. Different. I am. This is a, this is a mix. I'm thrilled that Ash uh, is the world <gasps> champion in oh, the universe. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a watch. My children and I. They're very into Pokemon <laughs> right now. And so when my wife yes. is gone for work, we will watch the original animated series. And so we're on season two right now of that. And it's just really great ride. The show still holds up, and it's uh really weird how many great morals are in this show as well they do a great job of balancing morals and like treating people well I really like that about Pokemon the original for little kids so Ash winning this world championship I haven't seen the episodes I've just heard the news I think it's great I think it's an absolute travesty that Pokemon is moving on from that character I think that character should just permanently be going from world to world I you've done it for 25 years why are we stopping now to, to train to change characters? So I'm going to snot that. I think it's a terrible decision by the Pokemon company, but it's not going to matter. They're still going to be pumping out Pokemon, no problem. So, um, but I'm going to go ahead and hot Pokemon Scarlet. I bought this game last week. I've been playing it this week and have been really impressed with it. I'll actually probably be streaming it starting mid-January Ooh, again, so I'm excited about Extreme's that. Back. I, that. Um, I played Pokemon RCS last year, beat that game, and just was absolutely amazed at the gameplay of Arceus and how you could do the open world concept and essentially run by a Pokemon and catch it and then keep going. I thought that was just so finally, where has this been? (laughs) And Scarlet is finally starting to scratch that itch a little bit. It's not the same style, but it is the open world play and um, it's not a perfect game by any stretch. I'm going to give it a five out of six. The graphics and transitions are a little more wonky than things like Arceus. I've but heard they're
1: terrible. I've heard the graphics terrible are terrible
0: like, is awful. is strong. That's okay, strong. Awful? I would say there there are moments where it's like, what's going on here? Um, it's not all the time, if that makes sense, Robbie. It's like certain moments is how I'll say it.
1: Okay. So
0: it is not it's it's it lacks consistency. That's the review. I'll give it. So I like the concept. I like the idea that it's similar to kind of how Spider-Man that game works. How it's like you have 10 million different missions. You can choose the pace at which you want to go at and do what you want to do. And it shows you the map and it says go do it. And that's different from previous Pokemon games. where It's like this is the map you've got to take. So I appreciate that. I appreciate how they're taking the things from Arceus and applying. I think there's still more to do for the next set of games. Uh, Scarlet is not a perfect game by any stretch. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 6 as of now. I'll report back though at the end of this, and that my rating may change. But I'm liking it. I started out with uh, the the grass cat, which I'm really excited about. I really liked that. I like cats, so that was really exciting. Uh, <laughs> I'm Not trying to be braggadocious about that, but, but it's, that but was it's a last. though.
2: I was you know you're taking a grass. of grass, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: I don't like that. I'm starting with a grass type. What, are the, what like are the the
2: other type. uh, types? There's a grass cat. What else is there? Uh, there's
0: like this little red. Isn't there a fire pig? There's a little fire fire pig. Yeah, he's a pig. And then uh, a a water duck. Quacksly.
1: You seem like a water duck guy to
2: me.
0: I'll be honest with you. The water duck was was tempting. Anytime there's a cat
2: involved. I was going to say is is drawn to the cat.
0: Yep. So that's my hotter snot. I have some other things, but we were running low on showtime, so I would like to save them for another time. So, Robbie, thank you for swinging by today and joining the Infinity Rose podcast. And hopefully our new listeners enjoyed you.
1: Uh I don't doubt that they did or did not.
0: Debatable. That was a neutral answer. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Robbie for you
1: <laughs> Here I am. Love you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh love the love the show. Glad that we got another podcast yeah. out. Uh can't wait to see people in our live show.
0: Stanley is next week. It's gonna be live on Twitch. You're not gonna want to miss it.
1: Four days. Uh, January Isaac-
0: sixth, twenty twenty three. <laughs> 9 p.m. Central.
2: Isaac will be there, 9 p.m. Central,
0: Twitch. Yeah, check that out. Isaac, thanks for coming by. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Fun, thanks. Thank you, Infinity Bros. Universe, wherever you listened, however you listened, Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. You can check out all the things we talked about in the links in the show notes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord using our link tree that's also located in the show notes. Everything's in the show notes.
2: Just go to the show notes.
0: Yay. But we will see you guys soon. We, as always, you live guys 3000, and we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks
2: for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros
1: on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros.
0: Feel free to send listener feedback via email at Infinity Bros Podcast at gmail.com.